We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy National Signing Day to you. Hope you're having a great day. It was a good day in Notre Dame land. I see Jesse is going to be (laughs) experimenting with his facial light as we get the show started. He is in dark mode right now. How are you today? Um, It's been a long day, but I'm actually feeling a lot better than I did four four hours ago. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) It is mailbag day, so get your questions in. Even though it is signing day, it is also mailbag day here on the show. And, uh, you know, as Tristan says, it uh, it was drama-free. It was remarkably drama-free. And that's kind of, I don't know about you, Jess, and how closely, I know, you know, like you were doing your day job and all that kind of stuff and how closely you pay attention to it during the day and stuff like that, but like what I kind of do is, you know, I, I sit here and I'm 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 kind of like waiting. Okay, are they going to have any decommits? Is there going to be any last minute drama? But all 23 of the high school guys signed, all six of the incoming transfers signed. So it was a good day. It was a really good day. There was none of what was that guy's name that flipped after last year? There were a couple guys that. Uh flipped on signing day and I that's the only thing I was looking for guys oh, who were flipping like the well all the drama was right before signing day really right. right you know like the Bowen stuff and all that you know different kind of stuff I mean that's that's where it was Tommy um I see your question I've got it starred up and and uh I will use it so we'll be doing that here in a little bit because Tommy you know always says we don't use his questions Get more questions in. Since Tommy thought yesterday was mailbag day, get them in today. Did you see the video, the Fighting Irish Media video that Marcus Freeman and the coaching staff put out? Nicely done, finely produced, all that kind of stuff. It was Mission Impossible-esque. Like they're searching the vaults and bringing out the 24-karat gold with the signing class and all that stuff. Did you Did you have a chance to see that? I did. I thought it was really well done. And I thought it was funny too, because I was like, 
when did they shoot this? Because there was no Jared Parker in there, right? And so I, I was, was like, I was noticing that. Like, uh, did they shoot it yesterday? That's what I mean. <laughs> I was like, or did they know the whole time that Jared Parker potentially was going to be leaving? You know, or like, did they just have to reshoot the office scene? Right, know? right. And so that's that's what I was thinking about. I was like, they they all the coaches you saw were the coaches that were still there, and I was like, this had to be. You know, they either knew one knew or two had to reshoot after some of the people left, but. I love the concept of it, finding these vaults, the 24 karat gold for the class of 24. Um, I thought it was really well done. And Marcus Freeman's a good little actor, you know, got a good voiceover going. <laughs> I thought they all did pretty well, you know, because a few of them had speaking lines and stuff like that. They sounded fairly natural. You know, they didn't sound like they were acting or anything. And obviously, we can't play it. We get in trouble if we play the video and stuff like that. But it was, it was, it was pretty cool. They obviously had the players – like they'd been planning this for a long time because, right. you know, the players can't all just show up to, you know, from around the country to do their little part in the vault, you know, grabbing their blocks of gold and all that different stuff. So, you know, they'd been they've been planning it out with them and they they did a good job fighting Irish media, cranking out really good, really good videos right and left, I think. One of my friends texted me actually and was like, "This is the best thing Notre Dame's ever done." And they, he doesn't speak kindly about Notre Dame. So I'm sure you you don't have a whole lot of friends who are Notre Dame fans, really. <laughs> so <laughs> DK said he thought Mike Denbrock, or he thought it was weird that Mike Denbrock was in it. That would have that would have actually been, um, you know, it's like I was looking at the the heads, you know, again, like to see if they had to edit around. You know, different guys, you know, maybe someone who is in it, who you know, who, who's not now, that kind of stuff. But the class itself, the blue chip ratio, and this is what I've started looking at now every year, the percentage of signees in a class who are either four or five star guys. Marcus Freeman's first two classes, 82%, 19 of 23 players, four or five starts when he led the press conference off with today. Brian Kelly's last Notre Dame class in 2021, heavily Marcus Freeman influenced it. It came in at 81%. So these last three are clipping up there in uh, in the 80s now. Kelly's recruiting classes only topped 60% three different times. His best was 82% in 2013. That's the class that had Jalen Smith, Will Fuller, Durham Smythe, Mike McGlinchey, Isaac Rochelle, Malik Zaire, and others. I mean, you talk about the heavyweight class, the 2013 class. But um, last year's class, 81%, or the, the 2021 class, rather, 81%. That had um, Marcus Freeman heavily involved in the 2019 class was 77%. That had Kyle Hamilton, Kyron Williams, Isaiah Foskey, and some others. But otherwise, here's what Brian Kelly's classes were, 40%, 52%. 40%, 47, 47, 56, 59, 50, 56. So Kelly's average blue chip ratio was 59% during his tenure. And that includes, you know, the good classes. Freeman's 2022 class and his other two classes, you know, the, all those figured in. Freeman, 82% for two years. Then you factor in the portal guys as well. And, you know, like that doesn't factor into the blue chip, but at the same time, like you, when you can hit eighty percent, and you're bringing in key transfer portal guys, it's a really good signing day. Really good signing day. Yeah, really good signing day. And you actually sent me a little graph 
earlier. I was surprised yes. you sent me that graph. Do you know what was going on in there? Do you? <laughs> Someone tweeted this, and I can't remember exactly who it was, but I thought it was uh... nice. Here we go. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Factor has been a great friend of the Driscoll household this month. Not only are we super busy with work and everything going on with Notre Dame football, we're also dealing with a house remodel. And even thinking about cooking stresses me out, which is why I'm so thankful we found Factor. Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals that can be on your plate in minutes. It has literally saved me hours of prep, cooking, and cleaning time during an incredibly busy season for us. And their fresh but and never frozen meals got delivered right to my doorstep, which also saved me plenty of shopping time. On top of that, the flavor is outstanding. Whether it's the chicken taco bowl I had for dinner last night, or my personal favorite so far, which is a filet over a mushroom risotto, I'm eating healthy meals, but not sacrificing flavor. Treat yourself to high-quality, delicious meals over the holiday. You can choose from over 35 chef-crafted meals that also support a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences, whether it's calorie smart, vegan, keto, protein plus, and more. Head to factormeals.com irish50 and use code irish50 to get 50% off today. That's code irish50 at factormeals.com irish50 to get 50% off, definitely give it a try. We did, and we love it. So when you're looking at this, this is a really, really good draft. Like, the, the best place to be is – can you see my mouse, by the way? Like, if I – can you see it scrolling around right uh, now? Just a little bit, just faintly. Yeah, so, like, this upper right quadrant, if you were on the X, Y, Z axis. Where the red is, lines are? Yeah, so like you would ideally, you'd want to be in the very far right, and then the as far north as you can go. And so, 2013 is is you know the best one based off of this chart. But you can see Marcus Freeman in this band in the 2022, 2023, and 2024. And like you were saying, that 2013 class was just an outlier compared to all the other, you know, Marcus or sorry, Brian Kelly um, signing days, you know, dating back to 2010. And so. You know, basically, it, it, you, you want your recruiting class score to go to the right, and then you want average player rating to go up. And so Marcus Freeman is in the, the sweet zone on all of his recruiting classes so far. Yeah, 
exactly. And I won't lie. I saw this graph and that's what made me go, huh, let's go back and revisit the blue chip ratio thing. And that's where I, you know, started going through the numbers and and digging through and, and putting together the, you know, all that blue chip stuff. And yeah, like it's, it's pretty amazing when you look at where recruiting is right now and yes. doing pretty well, doing pretty well. It's all going pretty well. Well, let's, uh, you want to hit some, uh, you want to hit some mailbag questions, get your mailbag questions in. We were answering them and Sion appreciate you. He says, we're always at the bar that he likes to visit every afternoon, evening. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bar that Jesse is hanging out at. Whoa. Night and day. <laughs> What's that? Can't be letting out my secrets. Oh, okay. So here's um, let's start with some quit. I'm gonna there's there's one that I'm I'm saving. We're gonna save for rapid fire the this Lloyd Christmas comment about Gino. We will uh we will save that. Lloyd also wants to know were the gold bars real? <laughs> I'm thinking they had chocolate in the middle, like big, huge chunks of chocolate yeah. wrapped in gold. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think it was real gold. Um, it would have been cool, but yeah, they were they were probably just uh, like plastic or like you said, maybe chocolate. <laughs> Milton, Milton oh, is wow. going deep, man. I don't know about this, like our expertise on this. He wants us to rank each position group from 23-24, i.e., he says, Quarterback 1A is 2024 class, 1B is 23-20 wide receiver. Man, that's – what are you doing there, by the way? Jesse's got all kinds of stuff going on. I think that's probably a little bit too deep for a – like Ryan could – Ryan slash Brian might be able to – oh, sorry, it is Kian. It is a hard C, Kian, not CN. All right. Um. That's that's a little bit too deep, I think, for our uh, recruiting expertise. Ryan, I know, could could probably rank that off the top of his head. A little bit too much for us. Um, T.S. Smith, 0323. How do we feel about Rayola going to Nebraska? We touched a little bit on that yesterday, the fact that he decided to bolt Georgia and go to Nebraska. I mean, it's a huge, it's a huge get for Nebraska, first of all. Year two for Matt Rule, and Nebraska has fallen into that Texas category. Like, is Nebraska back? And they have never, they have not been close to being back, but they're trying to get back to any any semblance of where they were in the late 90s and even into the early 2000s before things really started falling off, you know, in the, in the post Tom Osborne era, but it's, it's huge for Matt rule and for Nebraska to get a guy like that. And like I said, we were talking about this in rapid fire yesterday with that commitment of Rayola to Nebraska, the top 10 recruits in this class are at 10 different schools. They're not clustered into, you know, even six or seven schools where you've got multiples if, if Rayola had gone to Georgia, there, there, you know, there would have been multiple guys that in the top ten committed to Georgia, but they are spread out. Ten, the top ten recruits at ten different schools, and I think that NIL is playing an impact in that. And I think it is going to be like when you when you talk about 
maybe wanting a little bit more parity and not just one or two schools dominating everything, I think that that's going to be good in the long run. What do you think, Jess? Yeah, I think that when, when, like you said, all 10 of the top recruits are going to different schools, that's a common trend across, you know, recruits 20 through 100 as well. And it, it just makes it, you know, the portal NIL has has equaled out some of the playing field some. And, and I was actually talking about this today with my boss a little bit. It's just it's nice, that, but also there's disadvantage at the same time, right, because you don't want to just straight be buying players. But that's ultimately what it's going to be. But it's nice to see, you know, the Alabamas, the Georgias, not just stockpiling up all these guys and the opportunity with some of these schools to, you know, have equal opportunity. And I think with the expanded playoff, that's also going to be highlighted because you're going to get more teams in. And then once you're in, it could it could end up being, you know, almost a free for all. Right. Like we don't know what's going to happen in these first couple of years. Are the, are the one through four seeds just going to dominate or are you going to see some of these, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten seeds do well as well. And so I think I think there would be more parity now than there were five years ago. So for sure. Good to see. For sure. I think that'll that'll and you know I think the other thing I think that the expanded playoff is going to help that as well because now you're not just going to have really what is it maybe like eight schools total, you know, basically cycling through a four team college football playoff field, expanding it out to 12 where you're going to have more schools in Really sucks for the Pac-12 because they, you know, imploded at the wrong time. They're going away. I think that this could have been a, a real boon for the Pac-12, but they'd been able to to stay in place. The fact that they were going to get some, you know, more teams into the playoff, and they obviously have Washington going in this year, and they just missed getting Oregon in. They would have had two teams in the playoff if it were 12 teams this year, and obviously Florida State would have been in as well. But I think between the two, between the expanded playoff in NIL, I think that it's going to help and it's going to like you're going to see recruits going to some different places. And again, I think it continues to help Notre Dame as well. Yeah, Joe says that it is annoying there in Nebraska <laughs> hearing about the quote. I'm sure that's all they're talking about in Nebraska is getting Rayola out there. Mark says he got a kick that ESPN has a bowl opt-out tracker. Thoughts on that? I haven't seen the bowl opt-out tracker. Have you? No, I have not seen the bowl opt-out tracker, but I need to go look at this now. And it's to me, it's funny that ESPN has something kind of, you know, advertising it at the end of the day. How do you even... (laughs) Whose job is that, too? I know. I mean... I'm get, I guess I'm going to have to flip on ESPN after I'm done. Is like, are they doing it during the bowl games, or are they doing it all the time? You know, like it just at different parts of the day. By the way, here's who's opting out of the bowls. I mean, there are so many guys opting out. That's that's a lot of names to keep track of. A lot of names. A lot, a lot of names. Yeah, so I'll have to check that out. The uh, the bowl opt out tracker. Speaking of which. In rapid fire, we got some news on some. some, We've got some interesting comments coming up from from Marcus Freeman in rapid fire. Let's put it that way. We've got both comments from him and some interesting, interesting tidbit or two on Riley Leonard. I thought Tommy wants to know if we could take two guys from each position group to form the ultimate Notre Dame player at each position. Who would they be and which parts of the players are utilized? 
Oh, wow. If wow. you could take two guys from each position group to form the ultimate Notre Dame player at each position, who would they be in which parts of their players uh, of the players? I feel like that's a long question, right? Because you could go through like every position, wide receiver, offensive line, quarterback, defensive line, safety, linebacker, running back. This is a loaded question. Um, it is. I take, you know, I'll just do an example. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what my Frankenstein would look like. <laughs> I'd use Jeremiah Love for something. Okay. And I think it would be, I would use his his feet and shit, like shiftiness. Just that kind of, you know, quick twitch type running. Um, and then who would I pair him with also in that position? I think I'd... I'd pair him with Jadarian Price, and I'd, I'd use Jadarian Price's strength a little bit more because he's a little bit kind of bulkier, right? And so I think I would combine a little bit of Jeremiah Love's finesse and Jadarian Price's power. See, I'd, I'd kind of pair him, I think, like with Jabron Payne and like Payne's, you know, low center of gravity, and he's got, he, you know, he's got pretty strong legs you know like especially for his size and like i think if you pair jeremiah love's skill set with you know like that lower half that jabron Payne has you're not quite in the like the barry sanders like massive you know quad god you know type area but i, I think that um i think that that would be a pretty darn good running back like if you paired those skill sets yes right there now like if I took like a, a wide receiver, well, that would be fun. I'd go phase on speed with Colsey's body. See, I was I was thinking I, I was thinking Jaden Thomas, but yeah, like with with phase on speed, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. But the same thing, you know, like both bigger receiver with a smaller guy's speed and kind of shiftiness and stuff like that. Yes, phase on really, you know, once again stood out in practice yesterday kk smith i was pretty i was pretty impressed with what, what little we got to see of him as well the freshman i think he's going to be somebody that's fun to watch and kind of keep an eye on here like when we get into spring camp and and uh into summer like into fall camp and all that kind of stuff all right interesting question there tommy and tommy's got another one. Oh wow if you could bring a TV football movie coach to be offensive coordinator, who would it be from what show or movie? Um, I, I Two come to mind. I would go Eric Taylor off of Friday Night Lights. And then I would maybe do like Herman Boone from Remember the Titans, I think would be my top two. I like that. I, I was thinking I, I was thinking Friday Night Lights as well. He was like the first one that came to mind. Eric Taylor, offensive minded coach and all that kind of stuff. And you know, knew knew his stuff. And I would probably sort of combine him, like even though he was the defensive coordinator, like like the defensive coordinator from Remember the Titans. Remember him? You know, like you, you know, you blitz all night and you make him remember the night they played the Titans and all yes. that stuff. That's uh, I think that's the direction that I would go. So like Eric Taylor with like uh, kind of a little was that was that Yost was that his name? You know, a little little bit of that uh, saltiness in him. You know, a little little bit more spite. 
Oh, Ooh, super I like that. Chat. I like that question. The super chat? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there it is. Cued it up for you. Your Notre Dame Mount Rushmore. And thanks for the super chat, Tyler. So I'm going to go off of experience. So no one before 96 is going to make my list. And probably no one before like 2004 is going to make my list. I would go. I'd go Michael Floyd. Zach Martin. Brady Quinn. And ooh, uh, Manti Teo or Jalen Smith? Yeah, Jason went Manti. So, so what was your time range again? Because I think when we've done this, I think we did some over the summer, and Vince pretty much kept it like within the last twenty years because that's all he can remember, basically. <laughs> and obviously, that's, that's where I'm at too, basically. Okay, so if I'm gonna do that, because I mean, there are too many. You know, because like most of the Heisman's were won like pre nineteen seventy, right? Know? So like, it's it's a little bit when you're looking at all grainy, gray, black and white, you know, film and stuff like that. You know, to really know like who exactly it needs to be. But I think we can stipulate to Newt Rockney, right? So like, Newt would be my pre my pre nineteen seventy guy. I would take him just a little bit over Paul Hornig, even though Hornig you know, was versatile and then went to the NFL, played a different, you know, moved from quarterback to to running back and all that stuff. He played a lot of different positions at Notre Dame. And, you know, the the last um, Heisman Trophy winner to play for a losing team, by the way. Uh, so I would, but I would go Newt Rockney first. I would go Manti Teo second. Because now I'm going to go, I'm going to keep it like a little bit more recent. I'm going to go Brady Quinn because we've got to have a quarterback in there. And I think we can all agree that he's really the best quarterback since Tony Wright. Well, I, I guess we don't all have to agree on that. I mean, you can make a case for Jimmy Clausen, basically. But when you look <laughs> at everything that he did, both from a wins and stat standpoint, I think Brady Quinn stacks up. He was just a more likable guy than Jimmy Clausen as well. Well, there's <laughs> there is that. <laughs> just being honest. Yeah. And I know that you I know that you like Zach Martin more, but for his time at Notre Dame, Quentin Nelson, I think more dominant. A little bit more dominant for his time at yeah. Notre Dame. So I gotta I give that... it to one offensive lineman. I'm gonna go Quentin Nelson. I was biased, clearly, but there, I, yeah, like the, I, I knew that you would probably say that actually when I said Zach Martin. I mean, you know that I like Zach Martin, and I would take Zach Martin. No, a hundred percent, but over Quentin Nelson still. Because, but also, look, like, do you value a tackle more than you tackle than you value a guard? Right, right. And like Jalen Smith is tough, but you know, look for what Manti meant to that 2012 team. I almost won the Heisman. Yeah, I mean, he was a Heisman runner-up as a middle linebacker. When exactly? Do you see that? You don't see it very often. So I've got to go with Manti over Jalen, even though just pure athlete and everything. See, and like, like John, it's it's hard to disagree with what Joe Montana became. And I mean, he was still good when he was at Notre Dame, but to me, Montana became a much better quarterback once he got to the NFL and he was paired up with Bill Walsh than when he was here 
at Notre Dame. So like if I'm just looking at the Notre Dame career, that's why I put like Brady Quinn in over any of those other quarterbacks for what they actually did at Notre Dame. Nice. All right. I'm getting some more questions here. The questions are rolling. People are getting people are uh are firing off the juices now. David wants to know if we think Carr starts in 25. Sure sounds like people are fawning over him already. What do you think? Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think he has the highest ceiling of anyone in 25. And if Notre Dame is really committed to this, you know, we're only going to the quarter or only going to the portal for quarterback because we absolutely need to. Um, and, you know, we're going to start developing, you know, the, the, the cars, the deuce Knights, the Menchies of the world. Then I, of that group, I would have to say car, but I, I actually think I'm more excited for deuce Knight to be honest with you. I want to really? see what he's all about. Yeah. But, but do you think deuce is going to start as a freshman in 25? No. And that's what I'm saying. I think, I think car would get the start in 25 and then there could be a little competition in, in 26 between deuce and car. I do think that he, like, as of right now, I will say yes. And just in the one in-person glimpse that we got, he did some impressive things. But, like, I I am just always, like, <laughs> so, like, the more, the more hype they have coming in, the more it makes me want to pull back and go, okay, let's be cautious with this because you don't want to heat too much on him, right? Like, right. that's... And that's I'd, I'd like to see him throw some competitive balls and, you know, like throw some passes with defenders out there. And we'll get to see some of that in the spring. That's kind of what I'm looking for when we get to see a little bit more of C.J. Carr in the spring. My inkling right now is based on the way this room stacks up, he probably does start. But I still like I'm I'm uh, I'm treading a little bit more lightly, I think, than some people on on C.J. Again, not not anything against him and you know any anything like that but it's just like there is so much on this guy right now that it makes me you know kind of want to pull the rope back the other way carberry q says what do you guys think about the guys talking about angeli dropping dimes or is it what you would expect them to say i hadn't seen people say he was dropping i mean dimes. listen no one's just gonna i, I don't <laughs> think you're gonna you know like you're not going to trash a guy, but you're also there's no need for you to like potentially exaggerate if that's not the truth at the same time. Like, um, I'm sure he's dropping some nice, you know, balls in the bucket in practice, but again, it's 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 practice. And so we've seen him in limited game speed, usually against backups. I want to see, you know, from the start, knowing that he's the starter, all of the responsibility of the game falls on his shoulders. Again, it's easy to come out and have that confidence when you're in a blowout and just start slinging the ball around a little bit, right? Like from start to finish, I need to see him him go out and lead the offense to grab a lead and all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, the problem with the whole drop and dimes, and again, that's not how I would characterize it. I thought, you know, <laughs> it was the start of practice and they were throwing some passes. The majority of the passes they were throwing were receivers against air. Right. And against air means what? No defender there to defend him. Now, we well, even at the see, beginning of practice, we, when you kind of drop those, not trick shots, but like you're, you're more experimental, right? Like, there's, right. I mean, he threw some nice balls 
dropping dimes. I don't know. You know, like there was some one-on-one stuff in the end zone. He, you know, he hit a couple nice passes. That was none of the quarterbacks threw really bad balls in the one-on-one stuff. And really in anything that we saw yesterday. So dropping dimes. I think that it's, I think it's a little bit, you know, maybe kind of out there. They all threw nice, but I'm I'm not going to get carried away with any, you know, again, with anything that we saw of those guys in the 15 or 20 minutes or whatever it was that we were out there at practice yep. yesterday. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's the holiday season, which means it's a time for giving. Giving to our community is important. There's always joy in giving to our friends and family. We also need to ensure that we are properly focused on giving to ourselves and making sure we're taking steps to give ourselves the tools we need to get through the tough times. The holidays are a perfect time for that. It's important to learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. There are ways to make sure you have the tools to be the best version of yourself. And that's not something that's only for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com, H-E-L-P, dot com slash irish this is the best time of the year it's bowl season and christmas is right around the corner so whether you're looking for tickets to the sun bowl to watch notre dame take on oregon state or looking for tickets to a christmas concert or comedy show or just looking for a great last minute gift game time is the place for you With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Joe Allen says he's taking his son to his first Notre Dame game in South Bend next season, leaving the high priced games out. Which should I pick? Which game are you picking? Let me quickly scramble to find the schedule. Um, because I don't know it off the top of my head. So, oh, they don't even have it posted. Here we go. Come on. 2024. Here we go. You got Texas A&M. That's on the road. You got NIU, Northern Illinois at home. You got Miami of Ohio at home. 
You got Louisville at home, Stanford at home, Florida State at home, and Virginia at home. I bet Florida State will be the most popular. I would stay away from Northern Illinois. And so to me, that's Miami of Ohio, Louisville, Stanford, and Virginia. Um, Honestly, I think I'd go with the Louisville game. I think that's the biggest bang for its buck, potentially, of seeing a quality game but not having to pay, you know, crazy price, crazy prices. Yeah, I mean, what are you looking for? Because there's a chance that 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 Virginia game, I believe, is going to be senior day for Notre Dame. Yes. So that's going to be mid-November. So there's, you know, there's always a chance you'll get decent weather. But like last year, it was snowing. Remember that little the little snow swarm that kind of came in the middle, you know, in the second it's half the of Boston, Boston College. College game? Yeah. And there's been other snow games before. So if you want to experience, you know, some nice South Bend cold weather, then come for that. Otherwise, uh, you know, if you just want to win, you come for either the NIU or the Miami-Ohio games. Um, besides that, I would pick Louisville for what could be a potentially competitive game, and I think will be in October. Do they have the dates listed there? I think that that one's going to be October. Which game was it? Louisville. September 28th. So just oh, it's not, okay, early or uh, late September, rather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then they go on like a big – the only game that they have in October at home is Stanford. It's October 12th, and then the rest, they're on the road. Oh, that's right, the Stanford. State. There's Stanford as well, Stanford the October game. I might just do Stanford because middle of October, the leaves are going to be turning. You can guarantee you – know, like you're, you're going to see some fall, and that to me is the best time here around South Bend is when the leaves are turning and you've got all the different colors and stuff like that. So I might switch to Stanford just for the complete overall Notre Dame experience because of what you're going to get from everything else that comes around it in mid-October. So that's my answer. Yeah, it's that sweet time. Not too hot, not too cold. Yeah. For sure. Put a sweatshirt on, all that kind of good stuff. All right, we're going to get a few more. Jesse's got to be out of here a little bit earlier than usual tonight. So we're going to get a few more. You know, just 715, nothing crazy. (laughs) Uh, Lloyd wants to know, anyone else we're looking at or are we done for 2024? Uh, You know, in terms of the, the incoming freshmen, they're done. I think that they're still shopping in the transfer portal right now and i think that that'll kind of pick up really quickly in the put one once some bowl games start getting done you might still see something else and if it doesn't happen excuse me before this portal closes in early january then remember you still got the spring portal so i think that's it i think you know maybe a little portal shopping but that's it that's what i would say um it seems like And the thing that I think I've enjoyed the most about this process is Notre Dame has felt very um, like pointed. It seems like they are going after their people and they are getting their people and they're not wasting or distracting their time kind of, you know, elsewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? I do. It feels like they've had this plan of attack and they're just executing it and executing it and executing it. Right. I agree. I agree. Like that it's been very, very strategic, and they've just kind of gone about their business. It's like a well-planned draft. <laughs> they've got their guys. You know, they they 
Like they, they got these guys committed. They stayed committed. And again, it was very drama free in terms of today. And they knew exactly what they were looking for and went out and got it in the transfer portal as well. So, you know, some, from both a, a pure high school recruiting standpoint and with the transfer portal guys, they had a, a very good plan, very well scouted by their staff and their personnel and all that kind of stuff. And they executed it very well. David, who's your favorite Notre Dame player to play for the Cowboys? And which current Notre Dame player would you like the Cowboys to get? These are both very easy for me. I'll let you go. <laughs> no, first. no, you go first if it's so easy. Well, for me, uh, the current player, my or the, my favorite player to play for the Cowboys is Zach Martin. You know, I love watching Zach Martin. And he's just a technician. He is very sound. You know, he's unfortunately been hampered by some injuries in recent years. And I'm, I am concerned that as good as he has been, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. I'm concerned that as good as he has been, you know, that they're wasting Zach Martin's best years on these teams that underachieve all the time. Um, but, I, you know, I, I hope that that they're able to, you know, kind of solve that here pretty soon. In terms of which current player – I would like the Cowboys to get, we've talked about it before. It's Audric Estime <laughs> yeah. to me. Like you pair Audric Estime. Brutal, up. brutal, oh, brutal. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You pair Estime up with Tony Pollard in that backfield and Dak Prescott. And then. So Estime would be basically what you would have gotten out of a, a fresh or young Ezekiel Elliott when him and Pollard yeah. were together. He's like a, a, again, like a revamped Ezekiel Elliott when he first started his career. So I'd have to go with Audric Estime as well. I mean, I can't say I like Joe Alt too, just because you can't you can't pass up good tackles. You know, Tyron Smith is is playing, but I'm I, he's another guy who's always banged up. I think I don't even think he practices during the week, to be honest with you. I think he just shows up and plays games at this point. Um, so I don't think it's never it's never a bad thing to have, um, uh, never a bad thing to have too many tackles. If I were looking at the defensive side of the ball. Um, like they need a linebacker, but I don't think, well, you know what? I think Maris Leofile would be a really good option, um, in their really? defense. Yeah. Just because Dan Quinn likes to run a lot of man coverage and Maris, I, I think he could be used well to rush the passer and also cover guys, maybe coming out of the backfield as like an outside linebacker. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I don't think you like Maris Leofile isn't being brought in to be, you know, stop the run game. That's just, I don't think that's going to be his game in the NFL. He's going to be a pass rusher. And again, he's going to be a guy who can potentially cover guys out of the backfield. Um, I know he's not coming out, but Howard Cross at defensive tackle would be very helpful. Uh, I think he's better than Mozzie Smith. I think Mozzie Smith has been a bum all season, if we're being honest. Completely agree. Completely agree. And then my favorite, you know, past or, or, you know, player that is on the Cowboys that came from Notre Dame, I would say Zach Martin would be up there and also – my man Julius Jones, I enjoyed as well. I like Julius Jones too. His career ended a little bit too soon, unfortunately, and that was the thing. He just wasn't there long enough. Yeah, and what kind of hurt him ultimately is he and Marion Barber were splitting the reps, and like whenever Bar Barber had the ball, like he was just like he he ran with just such ferocity. Yeah, and Julius, you know, <laughs> didn't have that. So like when you compared them, it's like, oh man, why doesn't Marion Barber get more? reps and all that kind of stuff you know julius was a little bit more of a glider obviously but you know once once barber did end up in that role full time he you know he wasn't quite the same running back when he didn't have another guy to kind of split those reps with but i like julius julius would be my number two there haven't been a ton of cowboys 
or right. you know, a ton of former Notre Dame guys who have played with the Cowboys, unfortunately. Obviously, you know, Jalen Smith did. And if Jalen Smith could have bottled up that one season, what what would that what would that have been? His third season, you know, yeah. second full season, third season overall, because you know, the first season the one that got him count. a bunch of money and then nothing happened. Yeah. Hey, we got asked the question, man. We got asked the question about what Notre <laughs> Dame guys with the Cowboys. We're just answering the questions. It's mailbag night. Come on. Come on, you Cowboys haters. <laughs> Tristan wants to know if Deuce Knight and CJ Carr win a national championship together. Um, I think so. I saw someone in the chat earlier bring this up. Listen, if Deuce Knight doesn't play his first year and is behind Carr, and then second year he's behind Carr again, I think that would be no more Deuce Knight at Notre Dame, especially with the uh, you know the the people wanting to play now. And I, I think it's going to come to a point where it's got to be either Carr or Deuce Knight. By the way, you know, like <laughs> this was combination. Notre Dame <laughs> Cowboys. Man, talk. TD for ND said later, Taters. Jason Jason Carpenter found a way to mix it in there. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with what you're saying, which also kind of makes it seem like when you look at the timeline of CJ Carr and kind of the clock of CJ Carr and Deuce Knight, it's like CJ Carr needs to be starting by next year because yeah. that'll be your, you know, that even though that'll be his first year playing, most likely. That'll be year two for him. And then year three, if he, you know, has the kind of year three that that he would expect that he is going to have and everyone expects that he have, then he would be off to the NFL by then. And then that would only be, you know, Deuce Knight year two. And you kind of, you know, that quarterback development, you keep it rolling and all that kind of thing. So I think the odds of it happening are pretty slim just because – you know, look at where we are and look at the transfer portal and how many quarterbacks, even starting quarterbacks, went to the transfer portal this year. It's just right. so. I mean, Kyle McCord went 11 and 1 and went to the portal. So. Yeah. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.